Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Want truly hydrated skin? Meet Osea's Body Care Breakthrough, Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Peter Dowd of the Irish Garden John.com uh, joining us on what is now a nice sunny afternoon where I'm sitting. Uh, good afternoon to you, Peter. It's always a sunny afternoon in Cork, Patricia, ah, isn't it? That's it, that's it. And listen, before we get into a lot of questions in uh, from uh, listeners, we, I was talking earlier about the situation in Ukraine and it reminded me of a piece that you did a couple of weeks ago in the Examiner on the yellow sunflower, which is, of course, the national flower of Ukraine. You have a nice little suggestion for people. This is the Cork Today replay on C103. Well, yeah, I thought, wouldn't it be a lovely idea if all the tidy towns groups and community groups around the country would, would grow some sunflowers this year to, to kind of welcome all the Ukrainians that are now residing here and also to show that solidarity. It's be, it, the sunflowers come to represent solidarity internationally, not just in Ireland, obviously, internationally with Ukraine. So I thought it would be a lovely idea. Plus, of course, it's a great plant for pollinators, so it's ticking all the boxes. And is now the right time to get ready to plant sunflowers? It is. Now is the time to start them. You can either start them indoors or outdoors right now. And I put the, the post, I put this up on social media a couple of weeks ago and, uh, you know, just, and of course it was met very, very favourably. And 
I contacted some seed companies who have very kindly sent me. I've about a thousand packets of seeds, uh, but I also have about over a thousand requests for seeds, which is great to see. I think we will see um, a fantastic blast of yellow around the country in late summer. So just to, to let anybody know, the seeds will st- I will be sending them uh, over the next few days. Over the, uh, starting today, I'll start sending out the seeds to people. So if you've asked me for them, you will get them. And if you don't, it's just because I've run out, so I apologise. But I imagine everybody that has asked me will get them. And they're gorgeous. And they're a great way to introduce gardening to children. Well, they are because, it's, they, you know, they're so quick. They go from seed to flowers, like Jack and the Beanstalk stuff, is it? You can nearly see them growing in front of you. Uh, and so the kids will love them and get involved with them. And, of course, it's such an important symbolism now this year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. OK, let's get straight into questions from some of our listeners. Mike in Bantry was in nice and early with this one. To say, hi, P- Peter, is honey bush melanthus? Mel- Yes, Melianthus. Uh, uh, is major. Is it a good container plant? Asks Mike in Bantry. Well, yes, provided the container is uh, large enough, Trish. It will grow. It's a deciduous shrub. It's a very structural and architectural plant, actually. It's a lovely, lovely plant, Melianthus. Uh, loved by the bees, as you'd imagine from the name of it, the kind of it. Um, it will grow in a container, but it'll grow quite large. I mean, Melianthus can grow up to six feet in height and nearly in width. So that's not to say you need a six-foot-wide container, but you need a substantial enough timber in diameter. It doesn't have to be timber, but that kind of size is what you'd want long-term. You can start it off in a smaller pot, obviously. But, yeah, the answer to your question is it, will, it does make a good container plant, but you will have to increase the size of the container as the plant grows and matures. Okay, Mary in Limerick, happy Easter to you all. Many happy returns, uh, Mary. Uh, Peter, could you ask Peter, please, is it still too cold to feed my lawn, says Mary? I would think, where are we, April now? No, it's not. I mean, we're heading for 15, 16 degrees today and we've had that in the last few weeks. So no, and I, I suspect Mary's asking because a lot of the, the, the feeds, in particular the ones that I recommend, like lawn gold and things like this, they need to be, the soil temperature needs to be 10 degrees or higher for them to work. So... Uh, I would say no, you're not too, it's not too cold. You should be fine from now on. And one of those very open-ended questions coming in from Margaret. Uh, Peter, what would you suggest as the best flowers to plant in pots now that would give colour right throughout the summer and last throughout the summer? As you say, that is an open-ended one. We could spend all day on it. Um, what I would suggest is you, you, you group them into two, two... You can separate it, if you like, into two groups of plants. One is your summer bedding, right? So it's a bit early for summer bedding yet. And what summer bedding is, uh, they're annual plants. So these are plants that will fill their, or they, they, they'll finish their life cycle in one growing season. So you're looking at petunias, geraniums, things that are not so much geraniums, but petunias, begonias, and things like that, uh, as good annuals, busy lizzies, all these kind of things. But the problem with with a lot of the bedding plants is they're intensively hybridised, which means they may as well be artificial for bees and pollinators. So we don't want that, obviously. Um, the other the other group that I was mentioning, it's split into two groups, is you can look at perennial plants. So these are plants that will come on year after year, getting better with age, if you like. So if you look at things like dahlias, so particularly the single flowering dahlias, they'll give colour right into the autumn, but they're also very, very good for bees. Um, lilies, the, the tall summer flowering lilies, uh, they're another one that you could plant. Tuberous begonias, you could plant as bulbs. Uh, and these will all come back, flower this year, but come back next year. Uh, so... I would be inclined, without going into too, much, too many specifics on exact plants, I would be inclined to look at perennials, summer flowering perennials, as I say, like lilies, begonias, dahlias, agapanthus maybe, um, gladiolus is another great one for the summer, of course. But and they're just as easy to grow, but 
as they come back year on year, I think they're great values. Yeah, absolutely. Breathe in Mallow says, could you ask Peter, what can I do to treat my camellia? It's in full bloom, but the leaves are covered in black stuff. Breathe said the black stuff almost looks like soot. Well, she describes it very well because it is known as sooty mould. There you go. Uh, and it's a very common problem at this time of the year. It's, it's, it's a two-pronged problem, so it requires a two-pronged approach, if you like. So it, it's caused by the scale insect, among other insects, but particularly the scale insect. As it overwinters in the plant, it, it leaves off this honeydew secretion which sticks to the leaves. Uh, and that in itself isn't doing any harm, but it, well, the, the insect is, is a, a sapsucker, but it doesn't do much harm. But what happens then is the, you get these black fungal spores, which end up just, they're in the end up just sticking to the, the, the sticky leaf and then they colonise it as you see and, and it forms this black coating over all the plant. And if you've never seen it or if somebody's never seen it, it does absolutely look like the plant is covered in soot. So this obviously has a problem with, uh, causes a problem for the plant because it reduces its ability to photosynthesise. Um, so you need to, in the first instance, I would say, treat the plant with a solution of copper sulfate and water, which is very good broad spectrum fungicide, but it's okay for use organically. Um, treated with that uh, and get an organic pesticide to, to remove the scale insect as well or even use something like the garlic wash which would be quite helpful to get rid of the scale insect um, the, the, the black fungal spores won't magically fall off I'm afraid once you've killed it you, you, it, it, they'll come off in time it, it, it'll wash off in time so I wouldn't be worried about it but if you want uh, once you've applied the, the copper sulfate and, and something to deal with the scale insect you could go out with them just washing up liquid and, and water and that'll wipe the leaves Take it clean. off, yeah. yeah. Okay, Marie in Mallow's already started work on her lawn she said I put Mobacter on my lawn about two weeks ago how soon can I scarify? You after that, Mobacter is quite similar to lawn gold in the way it works. So you, you would leave it. I normally, actually scarify it first. But anyway, in this instance, if you put it on about two weeks, I'd leave it certainly three. Well, if you leave it three or four weeks, you're into the kind of end of April, uh, which is a bit late to scarify it. So I think I'd nearly leave the scarifying of it this year until September uh, and do it in the autumn. Because if you scarify it too late and we get a long, hot, dry summer, which we're all hoping for, uh, you, you'll end up doing a bit of damage to the lawn. It'll take quite a while for it to recover. So I would leave the scarifying now, I think, until September. And you're going to love this one from Maura in uh, Mallow on Sunflowers. She said, hi, Peter, I got a bucket of bird seed and I picked out 50 sunflower seeds and then I sat them. And I'm delighted to say they're all thriving. Isn't that great? Well done, Maura. Isn't that brilliant? <laughs> Absolutely That's brilliant. Right. Someone else says, I bought five trees this year. Four are perfect, but one is damaged. It's a variegated holly tree. The leaves are all gone brown. Should I move it or is, has it died? Could it be wind chill? I, I, hard to say for sure now without seeing it, Trish, but I know it's unlikely to be wind chill or, or wind, like wind will cause damage. Now, hollies will take wind in the first instance, but also when wind causes damage to a plant, it tends to be on, on the windward side, if you like. So it, you tend, particularly in, for the first few months, it tends to be just damage where the wind is hitting it. Uh, so no, we planted them recently, no. It could be, of course, no, it most likely isn't considering we've had enough rain, but it could be that it dried out from the wind, if, 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 and we have had dry periods, so that is possible that it dried out. Uh, but it's also prob- possible that it's got some, some um, a holly blight, there's a holly leaf blight, which, which can cause these kind of symptoms, which does happen, does, does manifest itself quite quickly. So I'd say it either dried out from a combination of obviously lack of water and too much wind. Uh, and people might be listening to this saying, but we've had loads of rain. But even if it dries out for two or three days coming from a pot, that would do it. So it could be that. 
Uh, and as I say, without seeing it, it's hard to say for sure. So it could be that or it could be the holly leaf blight. Okay. Um, someone says, can you get evening primrose plants? You should be able to get them. Maybe not right now, but you should be able to get them in most garden centres. I'd say Onothra to give them their, their, their Latin name, if you like, O-E-N, Onothra. Um, but they should be available in garden centres. I would say mid to late summer you should get them. Okay. Hi, I've got a lemon tree in a glass house. It's in a pot. About four or five years ago I planted it, but it's never bore any fruit. Is there something I need to be doing? I'm wondering, would I be better off taking it out of the pot and planting it in the ground in the glass house? Would that make a difference? You know, it shouldn't because, now I'll be honest with you, I'm not an expert in growing lemons because unfortunately I don't I don't live in Portugal or Italy, <laughs> one of these lovely places, so I'm not an expert. But I have grown lemon trees before successfully, <laughs> to a degree. When I say to successfully, there might have been a few lemons uh, produced. So from memory and to the best of my knowledge, they are self-fertile in that you don't need a second one like you would with some fruits like apples and things. Going in a pot should be fine. So putting it into the open ground, it has to be obviously to fruit it will have to be in a glass house in Ireland yes so but moving it from a pot to the open ground shouldn't make a huge amount of difference provided you're feeding it enough in the pot Um, so I would say no I would say just keep feeding it in the pot do put it into the open ground if you want but I don't imagine that's going to make a whole pile of difference it may well be I'm afraid just that the glass house is too cold question I'd have for the caller is if, if is it flowering so obviously if it's not flowering those flowers can't become fruit so the first, in the first instance, if it's not flowering, I would try and encourage it to flower uh, by feeding it with a good quality organic tomato food, something like the Nature Safe Tomato Food. Tomato food. Um, do that around now, in fact, uh, and try and promote flowers. If it's flowering and not fruiting, it could be just that it's not pollinated, not pollinating. So while it's self-fertile, you still need the, the insects to do the work of, of pollinating each flower. So indoors, obviously, you mightn't have enough insects to do the work so you may need to do that by hand a quick Google search will show you exactly how to do that by hand Okay and Mary Bandon says is it okay to move a red hot poker in the next week or two she wants to move it from a shady area to a sunny spot Ideally, this is a job that would have been done before now. You'd have done it during the winter when the plant was fast asleep. It's coming into active growth now, if not there already. So you, you do run a risk moving it now or in the next week or two, definitely. But on saying that, Nefafia, the red-hot poker, they're a resilient, tough enough plant. So it, it, I would my advice would be, if you really want to do it, and I would move it into a sunny spot, do it sooner rather than later. Do it today. Don't leave it for a week or two. OK, we'll talk again next week, Peter. In the meantime, thank you just for that. Very, yeah, go just on. very briefly, sorry, Trish, if I may, when we were talking about the sunflower, Hours there a minute ago. I should have mentioned I have set up a Facebook group uh, on Facebook. It's called Irish Sunflowers for Ukraine. If anybody wants to share their exploits and their, their seedlings, Brilliant. their blooms, feel free. Brilliant. Well done. Well done. Thank you for that. Have a lovely, have a lovely Easter and we'll talk next week. A happy Easter, Chris. Thanks, Thanks a million. Bye bye. Peter Dowdell, the IrishGardener.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.